Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Oh, God, a Rocky song played. Hold on. He's in our talk back, though. He's not talking over the air. Just did it again. Why don't you give me more stuff that I can die on? Come on, Billy. Right, you asked me, like, what is this from? Like, oh, no, no, no. It's what, so obvious what that scene? Got it. What scene, what movie? Oh, oh I know what it is. It's yeah. Rocky in the... Isn't it Rocky in the Snow from no, Rocky 4 no, or something? No, it's Rocky 4, but it's when he's boohooing in the car because his oh, wife yep. told him he can't beat the Russians. <laughs> So he's having all the flashbacks. Oh, that's right. It's a flashback montage. Adrian told him that you can't win, and <laughs> yeah. he decided to get reckless in the car. Isn't it when he watches? He's barely looking at the road. Oh yeah, he's not paying attention at all. Not safe at all. Isn't it? Like, and then he ends up going to like uh, the Rocky statue, and that's where Apollo finally meets him. Oh, oh no, scary. it's in the gym. You're, you're mixing them up. I big know. Time. I know. Big time. I'm all caught up. The motivator bag. was the one when he was driving on that's the bike. That's right. This is the what. Helmet off the yeah. statue. That's right. Went to mix. Yes. Then Apollo showed this up. This is what I should be screwing up, not you. You're I Mr. Know. Rocky. Uh, the, mo- the motivator bag just. I well, brought he looked, oh, at yeah. me, looked at me like I wasn't going to get this. I no, know. I didn't. No, no. Which that's, movie is this from? That is disrespectful. I would never do that to you. I pointed as like, let's go. What movie is this from? What scene is this from? Is that what that was? Yeah. That's how I was supposed to interpret that? Yes. Well, what else would you think this would yeah, be? Yeah, so whenever that, for, <laughs> for those who are like watching on Twitch right now, this is, so when Christian heard that song on, if you could like, hey, Coop, I don't know if you want to like do a, a single shot, but it was like this. <laughs> Whereas you would not have heard it over the air, but you see Christian talking, you're like, I'm not hearing words. I just wanted to talk to Billy was, and Nick. He was marking. It was really Billy. But you and Billy have connected on Rocky yep. because he knows it inside and out, and you think you do. <laughs> no, and the Twitch. Uh, okay, words, what was my, Rocky's my Rocky knowledge is way too. It's not not good. Okay, not, it's like not good in the sense that like I shouldn't know this much. Oh, I got it. It's like me with wrestling. What you was, shouldn't know that much. What was Rocky's vanity plate on his car? Southpaw with no W with no U S O T H P A W. I tell you what, I didn't get that one. I was Where like, did Adrian work at a pet store? Yeah, no. What was it called? Oh, J and M Tropical Fish. This guy. This is. I'm in love. I we think might, I just fell in love. I wonder if online somewhere we can find like the 10 hardest. <laughs> That's great, Billy. Like Rocky questions and test yeah. Billy because his knowledge of this is it's not even second. I mean, forget second to none. I'm going to dare say Billy Lanny is the world's foremost leader in knowledge on Rocky after Sylvester Stallone, if he can even yeah. remember. A good- did we just become best friends? I yep. Think, I think we did. I think the panel well, I would use would be... Well, you just killed me earlier, so that's great. Thanks uh, a lot for that. Yeah, I just... Uh, I actually, there was a question that I, when I was a kid listening to radio. I used to call into these radio shows all the time. It was so stupid. Kiss, uh, what is it, 102.7 and uh, 90 uh, whatever. Kiss LA? Yeah, Kiss LA. Oh, oh 102.7, Kiss FM. Oh, yeah, uh, Kiss, Rick yep. D's 
Oh, Rick, Rick D's. Rick D's and the weekly top 40. Yeah, I used to call in there all the time. And <laughs> anyway, what a surprise I'm in radio. Is he alive still? Hold on. No, no, now he's gotta, alive. Yeah, he's still. Oh, he's 73. Yeah, and his son went to my high school. Oh, he looked, uh, young Rick D's looked like Kirk Cameron. Except yeah. put together a little bit. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. Uh, of all the things and all, what were you calling for? I would just try to get on and hear my voice and my name on the radio. I would call in and I wanted them to, and like, and people, and you know, my family would be like, hey, I heard your name on the radio again. Oh, my God. That Kiss was the whole reason to come in pro athlete. He wanted to hear his name on TV. I just, it was just, I don't know, you know, sitting there and making mixtapes and you know, ah. recording them off the radio. Kiss FM in LA is not in our radio family because I would have loved to have been like, okay, let's ballpark the year. Can you s- send us all the tapes? We'll go through That would be great. Just send them to us. No, 1980, probably well, early 80s. You know, uh, back in the room where Coop is, which is just down the hall from us. Of course, we know this used to this building used to be occupied by a bunch of different radio stations, including the uh, now long lost rock station that used to be in town, BCN. And in that area where Coop was, they have that closet in there. I swear to you, when I was in this building the first time around, under you know a whole different setup. There were all of the records in there from, like, the 70s and the 80s and stuff like that. It was like a treasure trove of a day gone by. I'm sure if we got the right album, you know, given the way things were on radio back then, we would have been able to slide it out and see, you know, maybe a powdery substance left over or something like that from one of those things in the mid-80s, which, you know, a lot of those people were doing because it was a whole different, different world yeah, in totally radio. different vibe. But it's just amazing to me. I will say this. I did, uh, I think I called in once to Pharrell back in the day when he was on the fan in New York. Really? When I was in college. <laughs> the guy from Toronto won the Cy Young Award or something like that. And I called to be like, yeah, he shouldn't have won it. That's stupid. And I mentioned that to Pharrell or whatever. And he was just like, dude, <laughs> dude I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. How could he? No, it's true. And we just like chit chatted on it. Then it was like, dude, they're going to use you at SNY. I'm out. And he was right. And mm, I took it again. There. Didn't Roy Halliday should have won Cy Young? Uh, no, no, no. This would have been years. This would have been in the 90s. I almost said Pat Tabler, but I know it isn't. It was, you'd have to look it up. Uh, look, uh, 9567, uh, Nick. Juan Guzman? No. I used to love Juan Guzman because his Guzman glove was, was the awesome. same blue as the Blue Jays. Oh, uh, yeah. Like yeah. a bright blue glove. It was sick. Um, Pat Hennigan? No. He, it was Robbie Ray, Roy Halladay, Roger Clemens, Roger Clemens, Pat Hennigan. Oh, okay. Wow. It must have been him. Yeah, I don't even, I, I just remember. Uh, Pat Hentgen? Oh, Pat Hentgen. There you go. Yes. It looks like an I because it's somewhere, like a type font. Uh, uh, somewhere, uh uh, somewhere Brad Foe is cringing right now at all this. And, of course, Coop had the uh, – had the uh, there it goes, Pat Henkin of uh, of Toronto. That was the one where I would have called on. Uh, Smoltz won it that year, too. Jeez, Henkin had 10 complete games. You'd be, a he- you'd be a hero now if you had 10 complete games. Actually, a manager would probably get fired if somebody had 10 complete games nowadays. Yeah, what are you Look, doing to his arm? Running. It's not enough collaboration. You're going to hurt him. Not enough collaboration with the bullpen, for God's sakes. Here we go. Um, so we'd mentioned the whole mistake, not a mistake, whatever, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, where does the Patriots offensive coordinator search go now? Kellen Moore is still out there. Josh McDaniels is out there. And really after that, you're going to, 
hey, this quarterback coach should be elevated, and I'll put him in to call plays, even though he hasn't done it anymore. Uh, Texans quarterback coach uh, Gerard Johnson is coming in for an interview. Panthers offensive coordinator uh, Thomas Brown is coming in for I an interview. I think they already have interviewed. That's why Cadillac was able to put out the thing today okay, about so those, all the boxes so, are checked. Yeah, so all the boxes are checked. Those are all the guys, young guys, and I don't think those are just, if you believe those are just boxes to be checked type interviews, I think you're a fool. I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to be the offensive coordinator of the New England Patriots. I don't. It does nothing. Nothing that they're doing leads me to believe that they're willing to continue with that like whole idea and that philosophy and that offensive system, even though it works mm-hmm. and it's always worked here. And he's handled Josh McDaniels had a young rookie quarterback and turned him into a Pro Bowler. Mm-hmm. How about that? Remember when Mac Jones made it to the Pro Bowl? Oh well, the well the 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 playoff uh, year of twenty twenty one doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. And um, in the mind, and of he some. and he also had nothing to do with his demise. Absolutely nothing. I I believe Josh McDaniels is a little like Jim Nagy. When we talked to Jim Nagy, he, he was basically like, "What did you do to my guy?" I bet you Josh McDaniels probably says, what did you? What the hell did you guys do to him? I left. I leave for a couple of years. I come back. The dude's a mental case. What'd you do to him? You know? Well, you know, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, and then Bill O'Brien. Oh, my God. We, did, we thought it would work. It's crazy to think that in year two, they were, uh, they were seven minutes away from going to the playoffs. I mean, really? That's, that's crazy to think that it would have been 21 and 22 that they would have made it. And with Matt Patricia, good lord! Yeah, the whole the this entire staff is going to be new. You'll have some. Uh, I, the, the other thing, the one, the two things about is the Steve Belichick. Now that Bill's not getting the job, maybe has he has a more willingness to stay and be that you know assistant head coach, you know, first in line to the head coach and defensive analyst. What is the big deal about having McDaniel's as the OC if you're going to hire different position coaches? Because we think, and we've talked about this, I don't know if Adrian Clem is here next year. We haven't heard anything. Well, he got sick. I know he got sick, but what is the status of him? So let's just say they put him to the side. So he no line coach. I know Troy Brown is coaching at whatever it is, a senior bowl or something like that, where they want him back as wide receivers coach. And McDaniels is here. It actually would make some sense to have Troy potentially as a wide receivers coach under Mayo because he played in this offense. He knows it pretty well. And with Josh, the directives might be a little different in terms of, hey, coach it this way, do this, whatever. Maybe there's some mentoring that can go on there. But to think that it's going to be guy who's never called plays before who's going to be the architect of an offense because that's the thing, Christian. Why using Josh McDaniels is not crazy is because he is already the architect of an offense. He knows it inside and out. Here it would be, okay, here's Mr. Offensive Coordinator, and we're going to make sure to hire these assistants. Okay, so here we go. We're going to teach the assistants the offense the best we can, and then you're just building, building, building every year and trying to install your offense, let alone managing issues with players, managing issues with injuries, poor performance, things like that. It kind of sounds like a recipe for disaster because who is then creating the offense that everyone is learning? Some new guy? Yeah, some new guy. And that that is Who's what, never put one together before. That's the thing. I think it, the funny thing is I think is this the vision 
that Gerard Mayo laid out to the Crafts, or is this the vision that the Crafts laid out to Gerard? No, I think it is objective one, remove Bill. And any objective any, two, figure it the hell out because we have no idea. No, I think it's they had a succession plan in pace in place on paper. And no one thought what's going to happen on offense. Well, sure How they did. Does that happen? No, no. Wait. Well, what makes you think they didn't? They didn't think about what's going to happen on offense. Here's what they thought: You get hired. I'm going to hire. I'm going to interview offensive coordinators. I'm going to find. I'm going to interview. Find somebody out there with uh, that's in a system that I like. Somebody that maybe somebody recommended, and I'm going to make him my offensive coordinator. And we, all of us under forty, are going to grow this thing together. That is what I think he's doing. I don't think it has anything. I don't think they care about an unknown. I don't think they care about, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, never had a chance at X, Y, and Z. The league is doing that right now. They're hiring guys as offensive coordinators and head coaches who never called plays. Right. They're bringing in guys. That yeah, about every, yeah, about every three years. It just This is just the way it goes. And to no, your you're, point, no, you're they right. have to. This is the way the pendulum swings. Just like you go from hard, hard coach to soft coach, players coach. That team will say, well, there's no discipline. They don't listen to them. They're all buddies. It's too collaborative. I need somebody who's going to, like, you know, force these guys to do what they're supposed to be doing. So I'm switching to the old way. And they'll find an older guy established who has done it and who has turned over a team, and they will give the keys to the car to that guy. That's because out of all the uh, seven hirings, right? Seven, uh, seven openings, right? So there's three left. Or there were eight. There's two left. Okay. You're talking about head coach, Head coaches. Yeah, it's Seattle and Washington, and it looks like Ben Johnson maybe to Washington and then uh, Dan Quinn to Seattle. And we did the math. It's not all of them are not going to succeed. Some of them will be fired within a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Uh, Canales, the guy that's coaching uh, Carolina, Carolina. six-year deal they gave him. Six-year deal. Matt Rule. Go look what they gave Matt Rule. Similar thing with Matt Rule. And they just said, screw it, get out. They don't care. And if David Tepper is your head coach, hold on, because I want to read this to you because David Tepper be the owner. Sorry, the the owner of the Carolina Panthers. They don't care. They don't care throwing away, throwing a good money after bad money. They just don't give a crap. When I look at Raheem Morris, okay, he went twenty-one and thirty-eight in his NFL coaching career, and never took a team uh, to a playoff team in four seasons. Tampa Bay fired him after he went four and twelve in his third year, and then Atlanta just picked him up. So, what are the odds of all the new head coaches, like the new young ones? Raheem Morris is a little bit different. He already screwed up when he was 32. Now he's older. Mm -hmm. All these new coaches who are either passing game coordinators, offensive assistants, OCs, first-year OCs, under McVay, under whoever, the odds of them being successful, I mean, we should should do it right now. Not going to work. Under 500, under 500, under 500. I think they all think... They can do what DeMar- D'Amico Ryan did with the Houston Texans. I literally believe, like, well, they did it. That was the form. That formula worked for them. So basically, what you're telling me is, is that Gerard Mayo's imprint on the offense will be nothing because they don't even know what the hell they're going to run. They don't. To the point 
to where someone's got to come in and teach and everybody, him. including the head coach. Yeah, this is, hey, so he's doing an interview process. Uh, well, I, like, I really like what he said about 11 personnel. You know, he's right about blitz pickup. You know what? We could never stop this whole little motion move. Wow, he's got these ties to McVay and McDaniel and Shanahan. And wow, that tree is so fruitful. They all are successful and they're winners and they're young and they're all about collaboration. Word of the year. When September and October comes around, let's see how many people are excited about collaboration. And if I'm an owner, collaboration's great. I'll listen to you all, and you'll all go whenever it shakes down. Collaboration can also mean finger-pointing. Hey, we were both in the same room together. It was really Christian. You heard me say no. It was really no. Christian's idea. No, boss, no, no, that no. Really he came up. No, with no, that. no, no. He no, did no, it. No. Well, wait a second. No, Hold on. That's not the a, way it went down. I put the cherry on top of that Sunday, but he built the Sunday. I said I wasn't really sure, I and mean, you went on your own. And I said, okay, it's your, it's your funeral. <laughs> what if, <laughs> honest to God, uh, we're recreating this right now. It's a reenactment. Like it will happen. As sure as we're sitting here, that's what you're looking forward to. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Oh, the word of the year in the NFL. Collaborated. Listen. Is this what they, hey, the first team meeting is going to be this. This song. Hold on, you guys. Listen to the words. Yeah. Right? You guys remember this song? Well, how many people have to be in that first meeting with all the collaboration that's going on across the NFL? You know, it would normally just be uh, the coaching staff and the players. But now that all these teams are into collaboration and stuff like that, does the first meeting of the year, Christian, include like, I don't know, some scouts or or people in the front office or, you know, I guess Robin Glazer going to be sitting there everybody. front and center. In everybody. The, hey, here's Mr. Kraft comes in, talks to everybody. All right, collaborate away. Here we yep. go. Yep. Just makes me wonder at, like, how big is that auditorium there? It's not big enough to hold to all hold those every, people. There's going to be a yeah. lot of people standing there's in the gonna back. There's going to be some people. Oh, yeah, yeah, standing like room a, only. Yeah, yeah, it'll be an SRO. It's like a uh, it's like a meeting here in the conference room where you yeah. know, we, uh, people standing up and stuff. It is. Um, <laughs> I just keep thinking about the whole the bill thing. Um, and I'll ask you this now. Um, do you Do you think he'll ever get a job as a head coach? Um, I want to be a prisoner of the moment. I do think he does, but boy, it's going to have to be the right owner. A I younger, we just had the right owner. Well, a younger owner, I don't think goes for it. You know, I think when Tepper fires Canales and that whole group, Bill will be a couple years older, so... I don't know if that's where Tepper would look at someone like Bill and say, okay, maybe you're not the head coach, but 
I can't figure out how to run this thing. Do what Parcells used to do. Set me up for organizational success so I can kind of figure out what the hell I'm doing type thing. Some of those owners, I do wonder. And there's this whole Andy Reid stuff out there. What? What? Please explain to me. Where this whole Andy Reid is going to retire, Bill's going to take his spot. So, I do believe the genesis of this was in like, um, it was a joke tweet, right? Someone joking around. Oh, Mad Dog. And Mad Dog took the bait. However, Mike Florio mentioned something about it. Adam Schefter today on first take was just like, hey, there's a lot about Andy. There's a lot of things mentioned about Andy Reid right now, and we'll see where that goes. Is kind of the way he left it, which I thought was really interesting and open ended, because even you know, like he can still kind of not say anything while still having a mouthful, and you kind of figure out that he's telling you what he's telling you. But for Schefter to just almost like push back from the table a little bit and be like, "Hey, we'll see where it goes." Do we have Florio? Okay, so and again. You know, the mountain of misinformation in the NFL. Mike Florio, here's his on this. I don't know whether or not Andy Reid's going to retire. I do know there's reason for the Chiefs to believe that he could. And obviously, that's all, you know, he's 65 years old. But there's enough that I've heard from enough people that I trust completely over the past few weeks to make me think the Chiefs are at least thinking, what will we do if he does? And I don't know that Belichick would be a fit there. But there's only one Patrick Mahomes. And if I want to catch Brady and win a Super Bowl, huh. then wow. that he, you know, that he did after he left me, I'll partner up with the guy who's determined to catch Brady with seven total in a heartbeat. So is that what Belichick's waiting for? I don't know. <laughs> well, well that, see, this first of all, it's stupid because he wouldn't get credit for it anyways. They would give all the credit to Patrick Mahomes, and they would just say that he's a glorified defensive given, coordinator. Given the reaction we're just, seeing around here, it would right just now, it would go. Right. It, it would be worse for him. Uh-huh. Oh, here he goes again. He can only win with a you know with a you know one of one quarterback, the second coming of Brady. What a I'd rather have John Gruden. He won yeah. with Brad Johnson. Yeah, it just it is amazing. First of all, I don't believe any of that. So this is this is there's this is no oh, different. There's one part I believe. Which part? Ahead. No, go. Which part oh, do you believe? The the uh the we're we're gonna think about. Remember I joked oh. yesterday about the have the file. Hey, if someone gets hit by a bus, here's yes. what we'll do. Okay. That's what smart organizations do. They don't react in the moment, push someone out, and then say, Well, we'll figure it out. It's the same thing, like yeah, you know, if you buy a house in like a, you know, some sort of like you know storm you know track whatever they say hey make sure before you build your house do this and this because it could happen we, it may not happen but it could let's be ready just in case fine I, I listen I haven't heard anything I don't know why Andy Reid would want to leave it's getting real easy for him now I mean he has I'm not saying that his job is physically easy because they put so much time in but you got Patrick Mahomes why would you leave that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know why Bill Walsh left. He was just burnt out. He was done. Well, you do wonder with Andy Reid because he has been open with health stuff. So is there something else there? His family life has been interesting, everything with his son. So I do wonder at one point, you know, or at some point, Andy Reid's got plenty of money. His legacy is set. You know, does he have people in his ear saying, you need to leave now? Meaning... 
people in the it's family leaning on know. him. I just wonder about the. Is there much more going on with this? And like, we never knew Saban was going to retire. You know what I mean? There weren't any sniffs or anything, and then it was like, boom, he's done. Now I think there was a potential health situation with his wife there that was kind of written about before. But that's the first thing I think about is when these guys start to get old and they're in what looks like the perfect situation and they walk away, either something under the hood isn't right or it's about them, their feelings, their health, something see, like that. So, no, this is 100%. I see. I don't I don't believe it. And even if he did leave, I highly doubt they would hire Bill. Can you imagine, like, the backlash? Oh, no, I heard. I talked to Brady about Bill. No way. And if Bill does get hired... He is only going to get hired as a coach. No one is going to give him full control. Well, Nobody is and, going to do that. And in that situation, now see, I, there, there still might be the chance for that, but given the Kansas City situation in particular, you're walking into a ready-made team where you could have your input or thoughts on, hey, here's what I think about the cap or whatever, but oh my God, in Kansas City, they would never turn the whole thing over. Okay, but so here, if and, and a texter does bring this up, when McCarthy gets fired next year, Jones will consider Belichick. There's where you might end up with your spot to where Jerry maintains the title, but clearly Bill goes in there and gets to work with him in terms of, hey, let me open up your eyes to this, that, or whatever. Yeah, so I just threw out the 2025 coaching cycle because there's always at least five to six openings, and there's always a surprise here or there, and you yeah. never know. The Cowboys, the Eagles... I threw the Bills in there. I threw the Chiefs in there just because of this stupid rumor that I don't believe anyways. That's why it's a rumor. And I put the Bears in there. Um, I'd add the Jets. Oh, the Jets? Okay, but, oh, geez, that would be odd. It, it would be odd, but, you know, it makes you wonder <laughs> if there is any quarterback in the NFL who would go to an owner, in my opinion, and say, Bill be fine. It'd be Aaron Rodgers. No, you have the right stadium. You have the wrong team. So you think it's the Giants? It would be the Giants. Because I, boy, oh boy. And he thing- would, and he, there is a love affair with the Giants. And that was, you know, prodigal son returns. Man. That's, that would be a big deal. And I think the Giants would love it. And I think Bill would love it. Uh, is Sirianni on watch in Philly next year? Oh, absolutely. Year? So if they are, say they make the playoffs, but they do what they did last year and get bounced in the first round, yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe that owner sort yeah. of looks at it. Uh, because, you know, Baltimore, San Francisco, Detroit, Kansas City, Buffalo. I never bought into that they were going to get rid of McDermott up there. It seems like they like him. He did a good why, job, but... too. I mean, it's like, okay. No, he's not, he's not terrible. I just no. don't know if there's that other sort of level in him. There, there seems to be one missing piece with him, at least. Or maybe he's like a, a good guy to beat up on. Because I would say, you know, going for the whole the whole fake punt on your own 30 was kind of stupid. You got out of that. But then your kicker had an opportunity to tie it. He missed it. What about Tampa if they crater next year? Todd Bowles? I know they made the playoffs and they did. Can't it do with, it. Can't? I don't, know. I don't know if I could do it. I think they're going to lose half their team. Well, I, that's the other thing, too, yeah. is that Tampa. But yeah. but I think it would be a. No, because he's going to want an underachieving team that is talented. Or does he want one that he can then build because he's had a year to sort of refresh himself, come in with a plan, look at things a little differently? I think the whole thing that Joe Gibbs going back to the to, to Washington to coach the then. Is to, what he doesn't want. No, I think he, I think he would be open to that. That is. I don't know. There's something about, you know, going back to where it all started, 
so many great memories. You love the city. I'm sure he still has a good relationship with ownership, right? It's the Giants. It's the New York Giants. It's not, and I would say the Giants are much more appealing than the Jets. Uh, I don't know. As far as to just face value? Well, I mean, look. I mean, I know oh, he coached oh, with God. the Jets. No, I know he was no, no, there no. also. In terms of a brand. Yeah, as a brand. The, the, the Giants yeah. are way better. It's like the Dodgers are the but, Angels. The Lakers are the Clippers. But you know what? As crazy as this sounds, if you end up getting Rodgers next year and say you're just Mets and Mets and Rodgers is like, hey, I want to play another year, is you, don't you at then at at some point, you don't want to make it Aaron Rodgers' handpicked guy but at what point do you sort of talk to Aaron Rodgers or something like that about, hey, do you want to hang around for two more years? Well, we can go get this guy and really try to maximize it the way they didn't with Brady. Yeah. Just, so you know, the, the just pen- different thoughts yeah. of what teams could be thinking. Yeah, the pendulum will swing back to old, fussy curmudgeons in about two and a half years. Oh, there! Look, it will swing back right now when all the youngs don't succeed and they don't know what they're doing and they're way over their head and holy cow! I didn't mm. know it was going to be this tough. And man, why didn't I think of that? Well, oh, my again. quarterback didn't pan out. It really—you'll just tie him to the quarterback. Yeah, I, I just think that if you're a Pats fan and you're taking a victory lap over this whole Bill thing, then you never appreciated the guy. I mean, you know, if if this is the way it ends, at least temporarily, right now, then okay. But, um, you know, Bart Scott, I expect Bart Scott to be Bart Scott. And, of course, he downplays everything. But, like, Ryan Clark, it's really funny. And I almost exploded on this one. So, like, Ryan Clark on ESPN today mentions about, you don't want Bill Belichick being the guy to help create your next head coach. What happened with Gerard Mayo here? (laughs) So, he lauded that as... Yes. And then turns around later the next week and then being like, well, the reason I said this about Bill is because why would you want to bring him in to groom your next guy? But he put the stamp of approval on Mayo. So it's like, can you be less transparent? Seriously. No, there is. There is. Again, I told you like a while ago, ding dong, the witch is dead. Now let's stomp all over her grave. Let's all. Okay. Now suddenly, and this is the craziest aspect of it. I feel like there is this weird smear campaign towards Bill. And how he was—he never did anything of any significance. He never really accomplished anything because it was Brady who was making all the plays. It was Brady doing everything. It, it just like I don't understand why like nobody like Bill Walsh. Why don't why don't they do that to Bill Walsh and Joe Montana? That means he was a glorified defensive coordinator. They just don't. They want to remove all the same people, the all the same talking heads, who were. Boasting and praising Bill for being, and every time they talked about Bill, they would start with the greatest coach of all time. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's the greatest coach of all time can't get a job. What does it say about his career? What does it say about the last twenty three years? It was never him in the first place. It was never him. What about what about the games when the offense couldn't score and they couldn't move the ball and the defense? That it just it just. We've, just we've gone crazy. so far the other way. In it is the nuts. crazy in the crazy analysis. You know, even you and I joking around about Andy Reid. Well, boy, it's all Pat Mahomes. My he, God, yeah, yeah, he better leave now because the more success they have, the more the less credit he's going to get for it. The more they win, and the more people champion uh, Patrick Mahomes and say, "Well, but they have Patrick Mahomes," the less credit Andy Reid should get for it, right? Because th- th- we're setting the standard now with Bill. Very Because Andy Reid, if he doesn't retire, 
almost has a better chance of breaking that record than Bill does Mm -hmm. because his quarterback is younger. He's 65. Can he make it to 71? Will they go to 12, 8, I don't know how many straight conference championships? Will they have 10 wins a season at the least? Probably. If you want to look at somebody who was lucky to have a great quarterback, look at somebody like Jim Caldwell in Indianapolis or Tony Dungy in Indianapolis. Tony Dungy is regarded as a Hall of Fame coach. Had a great run in Tampa, right? And then, so, is Dungy a great coach? Because he connected with people. It was different. And a lot of the modern players that are now on TV really liked him. Or was he just a guy in the right place at the right time? Because one would argue, part of well, if you had Peyton Manning, so uh, so is, is, is really Tony Dungy any different from Jim Caldwell? Like that, but that's completely silly. I know that Tony Dungy is a better coach, but that's sort of the like silly logic that is being used right now in terms of the whole. Well, Bill was just lucky to be in the right seat. Okay, and if if not Bill, as the just play along, if not Bill as the greatest coach of all time, then who? Then who? If you're not going to give him credit, if you're going to not not give him credit, if you're going to suddenly remove the credit, right? If you're going to take it away from him and devalue it, diminish it, then who's next? Uh, I would argue Bill Walsh or Chuck Knoll. Oh, but wait a minute, though. Chuck Knoll in the 70s, they had no free agency. They were able to use steroids. They drafted a bunch of Hall of Famers. And even though he picked those guys... Eh, maybe we shouldn't give him credit for coaching them. I got it. What do you got? Joe Gibbs. It's going to be Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs suddenly moved. Three different different quarterbacks. Wow. Bill never did that. No. Bill never did that. Bill Walsh, for some reason, his reputation stays the same. And who cares? You know, they might have won one in a strike year where the the MVP of the league was a kicker. (laughs) Ah, The league was different. I forgot all about that. Like, seriously. Uh, That is unbelievable. Four years ago, the MVP was a GD kicker. And here's the other aspect about that. Like, and this is why like, you, you'll never uh, – people will just look at the three Super Bowls and three different quarterbacks, and they will remove the fact that it was a strike-shortened l- year. Just forget about it. Ah, no big deal. Hey, he's, he won three. Ah, why dig it? Why dig into it? Just give the man his due. If it's not Bill, I challenge you to tell anybody, really, to tell me, who the hell is it? It was the 82 season it was that Mark Mosley won the freaking MVP. Holy cow. Only other than Lou Groza to Lou win it. Lou Groza, who, yeah. who were the actual uh, That's award right. in college is named after him. No, I mean, look, um, it, it, it just feel I, I get it. People want change. It just feels like in wanting change, it's now gone to the, well, let, let's pick the nits and try to find out why this guy either wasn't so great or let's use demerits against him or whatever. I just keep landing on the Steelers of the 70s, the Niners of the 80s, the Cowboys of the 90s. You can throw in the late 90s, the Broncos in there. Mm-hmm. And then came along the Patriots. Those are, and, and then the Redskins of the 80s too. Right, those are teams, I'd say those are dynasties. There's one that's lasted two decades. And it's because we were able to enjoy the best of head coach and quarterback. And when you can marry them together the way they did here, 
yeah, sometimes it wasn't pleasant, and no, people didn't get every huggy that they needed or whatever. But at the end of the day, we've all had not one but two decades of enjoyment because of both of them. And if you try to parse it to just one, then you're just being ungrateful and disingenuous. Because none of them lasted two decades because this was the secret sauce. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I'm just going through all the Super Bowls in my head, and I'm thinking about the ones that ended on defense, some that ended on a field goal, some that just ended because, you know, or, or won because the, the defense played so well, but the offense couldn't generate any points. I'm in my head, okay, so if you had to split them up, would you go 50% to Bill because he's a glorified defensive coordinator, or and then 50, the other 50% to Brady because he made all the plays in the fourth quarter to help you win the game? Even if you share them, if you just split them down the middle, that's still three, and not to mention all the ones that they went to the Super Bowl and didn't win. It's like Dante Hightower blitzed on his own in the yeah, 28 did all by himself. Comeback. Yeah, the whole Malcolm Butler right, thing. Yeah. You know what? They didn't prep like, that at all. They like, just said, do what you want, youngin'. Like, let's stop being silly. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash bostonweei and check out weei on YouTube for our video-on-demand content updated daily. Now, more of Gresh and Fourier on weei. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Crash and Fourier. Are you done? Sponsored by Unified Office. If you're a successful salesperson looking to make a change to something more dynamic with excellent comp, Unified Office and New England leader, reinventing the communications tech industry would love to chat. No telecom experience needed. Please email HR at unifiedoffice.com. Uh, before we get into, I asked Billy Lanny, are you done? A couple of people have uh, on the Twitch and via text, the Royal Rumble is tomorrow, Christian. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, do I need to go to Are You Done Now, Billy Lanny? Yeah, no, just my Are You Done was just going to be like, I don't even remember this website I got it off. Just some odds. Oh, <laughs> good, because people have wondered our Royal Rumble picks. I am down to two. All right, what do you got? You say who you have, and I'll tell you what the odds are. I'm going to I'm gonna say, because uh, Seth Rollins is hurt. They have the whole CM Punk thing. I don't know if they need to go there. I'm going to go uh, Randy Orton, or uh, I think they might go back to Cody Rhodes again, which I know you'll hate, Billy. Oh, these numbers I have here, doesn't even have Orton on the board. Oh, then that's, that's got to be it bunk. It must be old. It has Punk at plus 125, and it has Cody at plus 250. Wow. Lesnar plus five thousand. Yeah, Brock. Le- well, think he's going to show up. Yeah, after, yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar. Yep. Yeah, Brock what came out. Uh, he was connected to. You saw all the Vince McMahon stuff that came out. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we were yeah, talking yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah. So Lesnar's yeah. name, not necessarily Lesnar's name, but the description of Lesnar was oh, in geez. one of those reports. A ginormous, huge man with a big sword tattoo right on his chest. It, it was like yeah, an all-American college wrestler and who tried right out for the NFL forget, but didn't make it. I forget it. what he was described as, but the description was clear as day. It was yeah, it's funny. Wiggy was telling us a Lesnar story in the uh, in the off-air well, show because this whole thing came up. A little bit of that and just. How Brock was like freaked out at the hazing in the NFL. Yeah, he didn't want his head shaved. No, and I asked Wiggy, I go, did anybody take the challenge? And Wiggs was just like, yeah, nobody really did. Because, like, you know, it'd be one of those, hey, guys, come hold him down. We'll shave his head. I don't know if that ever happened yet. But nope. imagine trying to round up a posse in a locker room to be like, 
Yeah, this killer over here, we're going to hold him down and try to shave right. his head. Good so luck. wait, I remember Wiggy telling the story about Lesnar getting lit up on a, uh, a pun play. Yeah, training and he got pissed, right? Yeah, yeah. He wanted to fight the guy. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh-huh. hey, hey um, Billy, yeah, just sir. so the Twitchers are sitting there going, uh, 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 betting on fake wrestling. So, right, so obviously oh, offshore. Well, yeah, I know, it's but it, it's predetermined, but you're still, it's, yeah, it's, uh, what's, it's, what's the it's, difference? Okay, it's just hold on. Those random hold on. sites that would take your money. Well, yeah, it's the random sites that take your money. And if it's so predictable, tell me who's going to win. No, I'm with you. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, it, what does it matter if there it's was predetermined? Li- You're still betting on who you think is going to win. Those it's- offshore accounts had a line shift the year that Lesnar beat The Undertaker. That's right. It was like right before the event, the numbers shift in favor of Lesnar. So it leaked out somewhere that Lesnar was going to win, and one of those offshore accounts was able to take bets on it. Christian, at one point, there was a Reddit user for a period of time who I do believe was literally putting out WWE creative, and it might have been tied up in that what you mentioned, Billy, of the offshore sites. Well, like in, uh, in England, they're big in taking this action for WWE. There was somebody on Reddit for a period of time for like three months. It was nailing everything. It was like a mole. And the offshore books had to start putting some limits because there'd be people who'd be like, why am I getting all these bets on The Undertaker? Sure enough, they were like, hey, we got to cap this. Like, Kayshawn Booty might be on this. And the Twitcher has a point again. The NFL is pretty determined. I mean, they already wrote the script. Oh, that is true. So about that? Did you guys say that story, too, about the, uh, the Super Bowl logo? How the colors in the Super Bowl logo have matched the matchup in the Super Bowl for like the last X amount for of the years. winner of the Super Bowl no, game, the, teams. Really? the team, huh? The really? Teams in it. So this year it looks like it's going to be San Francisco and Baltimore, based on the colors in the within the Super well, there Bowl. There you logo. go. Anything uh, about the refs in these games that leads you to believe that uh, it'll lean one way or the other? Is that? Uh, no, no, no. I give that a week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this who guy wins, calls a lot. Who wins the women's rumble, Billy? They got Bailey at plus one hundred. That's what I'm going with. They got Bailey at plus one hundred. Uh, Jade Cogill, she's the new one there from. Um, where they get her from AEW? Yeah, this one has her plus five hundred. Remember the uh, middle infielder Brandon Phillips in Big League Baseball? Yeah. That's Jade Cargill's husband. either husband or baby daddy, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah, they have Ron, uh, Ronda Rousey at plus five thousand. Yeah, she's not coming back. There's a better chance of seeing her in uh, walking through Christian's backyard like a yeti than there oh. is at the Rumble. Uh, either of the Bella Twins are at plus twenty five. Oh, they're 000. back. Uh, they're back. No, there's no, no. always surprises. There's, there's always names on here like Stone Cold Steve Austin's on yeah. this list and. John Cena's on this yeah, list. Plus, if you're going to get... Andrade's on this list. You want to put a Bella Twin in the Rumble? Oh, my God. Yeah. Are they Be good? still my eyes. Oh, your eyes, yeah. Yeah, they're, <laughs> fa- they're beautiful. It's so funny. Like When they started doing the Women's Rumble, I'm like, how are they going to do this? Because most women, their shoulders are up to the top rope. You have to literally grab the them by point. the ass to get them over the yeah. top rope. Yeah, but they still pull it off. They put they put on good Rumble matches. Uh, So, yeah, Royal Rumble this weekend. I heard Mego might have an issue. So here's what I would say to Mego. It's Mego-o, the conference okay? championship of uh, WWE. It really is and that's why they're to wrestlemania and that's why this is not on a sunday they're out of the way of the nfl conference title games and putting this on saturday night that's why it's tomorrow because they used to do it during the bye week that's right so mego here's what you do i heard mego's got a little problem with uh uh ray ray mysterio jr her mr dude guy who wears (laughs) the mask right that he's a big wrestling guy or whatever and she might be here's what you do mego blow away the family you put one through 30 on a piece of paper. You cut them up. You put them in a hat. Have everybody draw numbers. Then, you know, turn it into a family pool or whatever. And it turns into some fun during the Royal Rumble because you're watching for number yep. seven or it's 12 the only, or It's really a real way to bet on a predetermined event is the Rumble. And to do it with numbers. your family yeah, and friends. picking yeah. numbers instead of names. I'm with you. So there you go, Mego. So that'll Again, help you out a I learned bit. something today. There you go. So Mego and I.
Christian has learned, and we are done. Pinching people. Pinching inwards. We're going to pinch this show off right now. Chicken Nick and Billy produced it. So if someone wrong, blame them. Same on the video side for Coop. Everybody have a great, safe weekend. We'll see you Monday morning at 10 a.m. Jones and Mego are next. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 